Hello, hello, hello. Hello. How is everyone doing out there? Welcome to another edition of The Experience with Michael Aaron Casadis. It's always good to know that someone logs on whenever I'm doing this, but um, how is everyone doing out there tonight? I'm glad y'all are having a great night. If I'm having a great night, I'm thinking you guys are having a great night, and I'm having a great night, so I think you guys are having a great night, and I think that's what it is, but um, thanks for tuning in tonight. We're doing a simulcast edition of The Experience once again here on my YouTube channel as well as on my Anchor.fm channel. So, you know, I think I talk about it a lot. And so this is officially the experience with Michael Aaron Caceres. And then, of course, you know, the C-Report comes out and um, C-Report's running on multiple channels. It's part of the E6W network. It's brought to you by Q&A Hills Podcast. And um, it downloads here first, it vanishes, and then it comes back after it posts again. But that's just so I can ensure, and we can ensure it gets everywhere. Um, so if you're here now then on the experience with me, and you're enjoying this experience, and I hope you are, well then, that's a whole different story, isn't it? Um, so I don't know specifically what I was going to be jumping on to speak about with you tonight on this rendition of the experience. I'm having quite uh, a fun time with this whole live proceeding and then, you know, um, somehow I finagle it into a recording on Anchor and then it goes into that and stuff like that. And then also kind of finding a schedule for it as well. Because as you may have noted on the Anchor channel, that's anchor.fm, and I changed it recently, anchor.fm slash the xpod, maybe, or anchor.com slash, no, anchor.fm slash the xpodcast. It's one of those two. And then from there, you can also get the Experience Podcast, plus you can also get the C-Report. And then if you go further back into the history of anchor.fm slash the X-Podcast or the X-Pod, whichever one it is, um, you can also hear like old queer voice reports that I used to do. Uh, I think it was like in maybe 1918, 2018, 2019, uh, maybe 17. Uh, it was around the time when the Epstein thing first started because I was reporting on Queer Voice at the same time that Epstein was killed. And I'll never forget it because I was like, the headline was Epstein is dead or something like that. And it was like, um, shit. You know, and then, like, shortly thereafter, I stopped because, I don't know, I was doing reports on uh, human trafficking and stuff like that. And uh, it was just getting a little too personal. So I went ahead and uh, 
uh, remitted that to the annals of history. And then what here jumped into Q&A Holes podcast. And now I'm doing the C report from Q&A Holes podcast because I am Mr. C in case you hadn't noticed it. But this is also the experience with Michael Aaron Costier. So don't forget it. And, um, anyways, as I was saying, okay, so, um, okay, so tomorrow we'll be doing the Saturday afternoon mimosa, um, cause God, the week went by so dang quick. Like, let me tell you, it was so fast. Like it was, it was like, I had a really good time with you guys on Saturday and I had a really good time with you guys on Sunday. And then Monday came and it was like, bam, bam, ba, bam, bam, ba, bam, bam. Because then like, you know, hump day comes and I got a double hump. Let me tell you what, because I can drink a lot. So I have two humps. So Wednesday and Thursday come and I have the show with the guys on both days. And then Friday comes. Oh, wait, today's Friday, isn't it? Okay, so you get what I'm talking about, right? So tomorrow, tomorrow we'll do, tomorrow we will do um, more of the possibly. Wait, wait, wait. Do not allow me to make you any promises and do not believe anything I promise you. But I'm thinking tomorrow for the Saturday afternoon mimosa, maybe we can continue a discussion on Hunter S. Thompson. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if you guys like talking about Hunter S. Thompson. I mean, like if you ever like watch him on any of the interviews that they do like in uh, on YouTube or something like that. Uh, he's not really coherent. Like, you can't really understand what he's talking about. If you knew his diet and uh, a fellow fellow Discordian shared with me his diet uh, via, I think it was Crowder, and and somehow there was a reticent memory of this at the back of my mind, but uh, it it was in regards to his daily... um, uh, appetite routine i don't know uh it, it, it involved a lot of shiraz was it shiraz i can't remember it was a, a cognac or a, or a bourbon or something uh a scotch maybe uh what was it put it in the text box right there if you're listening no just kidding <laughs> um it'll come to me uh, a lot of cocaine um a lot of like unhealthy food, uh, uh, cigars, scotch. It it was a scotch. It had to have been a scotch. Like this was, uh, it's, it it was, ah, it was, the name of it was, ah, the type of liquor was a liquor that I don't drink. Shivas. It was Shivas. He was drinking Shivas. That's exactly what Hunter S. Thompson was drinking. A lot of it. Like, he woke up and had a Shivas. Had, like, you know, I don't know, a a gram? I don't know. I don't know. Like, something? Like, five? I don't know. Lines and lines of cocaine. Woke up. Had some pot to calm down. (laughs) Something I would do. That sounds like something I would do, honestly. Like, I would get, like, really, like, oh, because it's going to make me alert. 
and I'm gonna chill, and then while I'm chill, I'm gonna like space, and while I'm spacing, I'm gonna think, and when I'm thinking, I'm gonna brainstorm, and while I'm brainstorming, I'm planning to create, and um, then I'd like write. At some point in Hunter S. Thompson's day of shivas and cocaine and marijuana, junk food, cigarette cigars, he managed to type or write. That was his routine. So when you think about that, and then you think about maybe like if what he was writing about and things like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas are for real... Well, he really did have a briefcase of uppers, downers, lefters, writers, <laughs> bipartisan or pills. You know what I mean? Like, and all types of drugs. You know, who? There's no, there's no telling what to say. What did he say? Brain bubbles, brain bubbles. You got to let those pass, otherwise you're liable to have an aneurysm or something. That's why Hunter S. Thompson said, "Buy the ticket, take the ride." Like you gotta write it out otherwise you're gonna kill yourself so we're not talking about hunter s thompson tonight we're not talking about hunter s thompson tonight but um that is to say you know why are we talking about hunter s thompson anyways so i wasn't sure exactly what we were going to talk about tonight um, something had been coming to mind, honestly. And, well, I guess I just wanted to talk my way through, like, you know, the sea report and everything else. It's there. It's here. Get used to it. Um, I think it's going pretty good. Um, I don't know what the numbers are coming by way of the, uh, Q&A holes team. As per, like, its uh, performance. Um, I'll probably ask for my progress report uh, in a month. You know, like, give it a good month before I ask about my progress report, you know. Uh, to see if I can go for a month. Let me tell you what, because I have issues with um, follow-through. <laughs> like, I can start something, but I sure can't finish it. So, um, what do you call <laughs> So what do you call it? We're going to keep going. And if I get up to a month, I'm going to be like, hey, W, what's my progress? <laughs> and we'll see how that's going. But um, what do you call it? Uh, it made the week progress very quickly. Like, it's already Friday. And I'm kind of thinking, like, when I'm working on the C-Report and it's dropping over here on the E6W, what when it comes to my own thing here at the experience, like, where is that going to fit in? Because it's going to be on um, on the stream as well. Well, it, it comes out here after it comes out there. So it's like a syndicate, uh, syndicate. So I guess that's what you call it. Kind of, kind of type of thing, syndicate. Um, and then, uh, what do you call it? Um, what, 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 what about, what about the experience? What about the experience? Where's because, cause, cause the C report is Monday through Friday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, you are very likely to get a B session. Wednesday and Thursday, you may get a B session. But um, 
The sea report is a weekend only. Are we a weekend only type of experience or do we experience life all week long? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. It might just drop whenever. Like, um, because, you know, like, there's so many interesting experiences that we could have. Like, I was thinking about um, a project that someone I know from the network that wants to do some very interesting things. And I'm like, mm, that's pretty interesting. You know, like, you have a gun, right? Like... <laughs> you're gonna do those things please take please be packing please be packing with two bodyguards please please be packing with two bodyguards i could tell you um but if you want to put that on live stream and you want to see where that goes let's go honey honey mama um because this in this network can be quite a fun network but the experience is just its own separate beast um, because, you know, well, it's mine. It's my baby. And so, um, I was like, what kind of topics can we talk about? Because now we're going to get into some pretty gruesome and heavy topics. Now we're going to get into the nitty gritty. Now we're going to talk about things that we don't always get to talk about because I don't have to talk to you about the interim. I don't have to talk to this audience about the politic. I don't have to talk to you guys about the backstory. I don't have to give you the stretch and reason of why I feel this way because you can go to the C report if you want to know why i feel this way and if you want to know why the sea report feels that way then you can go to q and a holes and you can find out there for yourself you know i didn't even do a sound check before i started this anyways so that's kind of what i'm saying right now all i'm saying is now we can get into the nitte gritte and we can see what's up with that so here's what i'm thinking I'm thinking that there's one topic I was going to bring up and there was another topic I was going to kind of like linger in. What topic was it? What have we been talking about in the C-Report? Well, we were not the C-Report on the experience. Hunter is Thompson and drugs for one. Yes. Um, those have been very freeing, I think, and that's the reason why I've engaged him as such. And, of course, that was my doorway as far as culture goes, not just the drugs themselves. So, topic of choice, fine, whatever. And other things. But, um, through everything else, of course, you have uh, the the body politic, the reason, the machine behind the vessel you know what i mean if that makes any kind of sense to you all but uh thank you for joining us here at the sea uh well the experience with michael aaron Caceres. and um i was thinking of bringing up as a point of conversation because in the experience and previous uh broadcast we've talked about 
Um, we've talked about things like Satanism. We've talked about things like adrenochrome. We've talked about things like human trafficking. But we've never really gone into detail about those types of things. And in talking about Hunter S. Thompson last weekend during the Saturday afternoon mimosa program, um, it was like, oh, well, he talked about adrenochrome. He talked about adrenochrome in his books. He wrote about it in the 1970s, you know, and then, you know, Johnny Depp went on and talked about it and stuff like that. So in talking about that type of thing last Saturday, you know, and, you know, maybe we'll talk about a little bit about it tomorrow at the Saturday afternoon mimosa. Um, <laughs> it was like, well, you know, we could kind of talk about that too. Maybe we could talk about some of the human trafficking or some of the, some of the things that are going with that, you know, like so those pe people are always interested in that topic. They're always interested in, uh, um, scandals involving, uh, you know, sex scandals, sexual harassment scandals, hashtag me too scandals, pedophilia scandals, human trafficking scandals, sex, sex trafficking scandals, uh, mythology of P adrenochrome scandals. Those, those are always fun, right? Like, um, if you believe that they're true, like if anyone knows, like, uh, uh, someone in the audience, raise your hand. If you know what adrenochrome is, do you know what adrenochrome is? Like, um, if you know what that is, or if you have a concept, like one time when I was on the beat with uh, a com, like I was on the beat during a hashtag save the children march the hashtag save the children march what is this about so during the hashtag save the children march we i went out to go see what was going on it was it was downtown in san antonio and it was um you know in a park across the street from this really old hotel and they i went to go see what was going on at least there was at least three consecutive weekends two three consecutive weekends and the first weekend like <clears throat> a bunch of people showed up it was it was probably like meh, 30 to 50 by the whole end of it maybe that had showed up come and gone and um you know we had done like this march and i was kind of just like filming and documenting and and kind of talking with the people and then, oh, wait, I think that was the time we went into the mall. We went into the mall and we did like a silent march and we had our signs and like, it was like, save the children. It was like, um, I don't know, that, that X amount of thousands of children disappear every year. It's like 8,000 children disappear per year in the United States of America and, you know, it was all about bringing awareness to that. And especially in a city like San Antonio, because like in some parts of town, like kids have been known to just get picked up off the streets. And it's it's a shame that we have people like, OK, I'm not going to name any names, but some people would rather waste time doing certain things. <laughs> Some some people would rather waste time trying to get people in in trouble, like cop collars. Like, God damn it, San Antonio. Why do you have to be a goddamn cop collar, San Antonio? You're all inside in a fucking... Anyways, okay. So, okay. San Antonio would rather waste time with that bullshit than take care of the fucking child trafficking problem at the south side of town. Like, that's the shit I'm talking about. Like, 
why aren't they taking care of that instead of wasting their bullshit time in Washington, D.C.? Like, get your ass back into San Antonio, boy. Like, I am your constituent. I command you. Get your ass back to San Antonio. You don't need to be lollygalling up up there in fucking Washington, D.C. Fucking wasting time right now. Where's my money? You know? Like, like that kind of bullshit. So, anyways. So, okay. So, what were we talking about? Not Stephen King. We didn't even talk about Stephen King. Ah, I lost someone! No! They're like, oh, I thought he was cool. And then he started talking about fucking Joaquin Castro. Goddamn bullshitters. It's okay. It's okay. If I offended you, it's okay. I don't need you to be watching the experience with Michael Aaron Costarus. You don't got to be hanging out with me and this other cool person in the room. I'm telling you. You don't. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) We'll see you later. See you on the other side, mama. But, like, let me tell you what. So, what were we talking about? Stephen King? No. Hunter Biden? No. Joe Biden? No. That was a different program, wasn't it? It was a different program. Oh, my God. It has been quite a week. Um, it's been quite a week. No, but seriously, he's, they're wa- they are wasting their time. Let me tell you what, Mama. They are wasting their time. I know I've done it before, but I'm tempted to take a drink of wine out of the bottle on air. But no, I couldn't be that crass. <laughs> no, but anyways, so... Um, Yes, that's that's the whole thing about it. Like, so I thought about talking about, like, Satanism, for example. Because, like, for one, I don't think that many people talk about it in general. I think... I don't think people take it for serious in general. And I don't mean, like, in the religious sense. I don't mean in, like, the, you know, let's go to the Bible and look up the scriptures. Let's see what the Bible has to say about Satan. Let's see what, uh, I don't know, what Jesus thinks about Satan. What would Jesus do about Satan? Like, that's not what I mean when I'm talking about Satan. Like, I just, I don't think people take the belief in such an entity seriously i don't think they take the belief in the practice of worship of an entity seriously so as to say that they don't have to take the belief in him seriously because believe me i don't take the belief in him seriously myself but if i want to believe that there is well you know if you want to believe that there's a benevolent cognizant source out there somewhere there doesn't necessarily have to be a malignant cognizant source there doesn't necessarily have to be that kind of a source that could revel the source that is this benevolent cause uh, like this benevolent cognizant energy of um source matter substance life cognizance willpower the will to power free will, you know, like, that's what we are. And so it doesn't, I mean, I don't believe that there necessarily has to be a benevolent force that that can rival that in the realms of duality. But 
that doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't a malignant force that is, you know, still malignant and out to get ya or something like that. Because, like, um, if you really follow and believe the Bible and and what it says about what transpires in it, then you know that Satan, the devil, and the government... <laughs> you know that Satan, the devil, and his angels were cast down to earth. And recently, it came to my... Something just kind of shifted in a belief that made me understand that maybe, maybe something that I wouldn't have thought to be practical or real in the past was that maybe, maybe it was like when they say that God cast Satan down to the vicinity of the earth, he and his demons, his angels that followed him, that were once the sons of God, but followed Satan and, you know, they wanted to go enjoy the pleasures of man. They wanted to go, they wanted to go, uh, Satan, the, Satan, the demon and the government, uh, Satan, the devil and the government. That's what we're going to call him. We're going to call Satan and his band of demons, Satan, the devil and the government. And they're the next biggest punk rock bands. Let me tell you what. But they wanted to go enjoy the pleasures of man. So what they were doing is they're like, we're going to go enjoy the pleasures of man. So they all went down to earth and they jumped into the bodies of other humans. They went, they went, they jumped into, they basically went to go possess people so they could get it on. So they could feel what that was like. They were like, oh, yeah. And they're like humans, man, it's better than what dolphins do. So that's what you had going on in there. According to the Bible. And they got cast into the, the, the vicinity of the earth. So what if God had cast a finite amount of demons along with Satan down into the vicinity of the earth? And it doesn't mean that they weren't a legion of demons. It doesn't mean that they weren't a little bit of demons. It, it just means it was a finite. Like if he was going to send 10k demons down to earth, it was 10k demons, but it was, that's what he sent. If it was 144,000 demons, you know, like that kind of thing, like that's just what happened. And so they came. And so, um, recently I thought, Hey, is it possible that, you know, maybe that, say that really happened say like since like they say jesus is real and they say that the um what do you call it uh noah's ark is uh parked on mount ararat over in turkey and the turkish government won't allow anyone to go up mount ararat to access the ark like it's there that's where it is like, if you want to go look that up, that's where it is. Um, or, you know, you know, mysteries of the, the, the uh, um, <clears throat> Ark of the Covenant, you know, or, or uh, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls and stuff like that, you know. And then there's also all the cases of, like, all of the ancient type of technologies that have been found that are too advanced for the period to which our history has subscribed it to. So when you think of all of that, is it possible? 
as they say, you know, the shroud of what is it ever has the blood of Jesus on it and and all these other things and these bloodline things and the Kazarians who are, you know, uh, 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 um, a, a type or a race or a group within the Jewish community that have caused a lot of harm to the humans over the ages um there's a lot of things to think about in that in that matter and i don't even i don't even think i recall exactly why we got there i think it's because it's easy to it's easy to kind of see that maybe it's true that these this this parable of the bible of satan the devil and government being cast into the vicinity of the earth and here they come to rule and you know some people they possess and you know some people they uh they do their thing and is it easy is it is it possible to say hey maybe one of them jumped into the body of like you know Hillary Clinton or Lady Gaga or even your brother you know because like The movies like The Exorcist, which we talked about again in one of the previous episodes, don't just come about for some reason. And you know, like, if you wa- if you have a Netflix account or if you have a Prime account, if you have an HBO account, if you have any account and you go look at a horror movie roster, you're going to see like a thousand and one like exorcist movies it's like the exorcist of etc the exorcist of etc etc is exorcist the exorcists of Armageddon. Exorcist, exorcist, exorcist. Exorcist, 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 poltergeist. So, like, it's not like it's a phenomenon that you can't say isn't, is non-existent. Because then it's what, like, what? The UFO phenomenon? It's like the Bigfoot Sasquatch phenomenon? You know, the Yeti phenomenon? Where... It's only real enough if enough people, like, see it or experience it type of thing. I don't think so. Like, I think enough of us are aware of our surroundings to know that there are things around us that we don't perceive in this dimension or reality or perception that quite possibly could be existent in another, um, I don't know, field of vision, I guess, if that makes sense. And I think some people can feel it more than others, but it is definitely something that is there. I know that I have been privy to things that go bump in the night. However, I've not been privy to some things that some people have seen. Some people have told me they've seen things that won't go away. They've seen dark things. Some people have told me they've seen things that are really, to me, they sound quite terrifying. They're things that I would never want to see. I think I think probably the craziest thing that I've ever been uh, involved in is like sleep paralysis and the the uh the um the most recent experience i had with that actually came this past halloween um which was uh shortly after a show that i did with q and a host podcast live from new orleans on halloween and it was like uh 
when was it? It was like the Tuesday. It was like maybe on All Saints Day. It was like the it was like the Monday or Tuesday after that show when I was in New Orleans and I was at death's door. Oh my god, if you could look at me now. <laughs> oh, what do they see? Oh, what's the question I'm most afraid of? That they'll see what I'm really made of. <laughs> what do they see? <laughs> um. So, okay. So, New Orleans, right? And we're doing the show and we're talking about... We're talking about, like, scary experiences. We're talking about, like, creepy things that have happened to us. Like, scary things. Stuff that's, like, ooga booga or whatever. So I'm telling my stories, which were true, mind you. And, um, okay, so, but as far as, like, really, like, paranormal poltergeisty type things, because, you know, three or four dozen large cockroaches that fly coming at you doesn't count as paranormal. You know, there could have been a, a nest of roaches behind that bookcase, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyways, so, um, sleep paralysis, which also is accompanied by, like, um, usually, like, uh, a shadow or, or the feeling of someone or, or the feeling like you can't breathe and you're suffocating or you can't move. Yeah, that's that feeling um i've had i actually had that when i was a child maybe once or twice that i can remember i'll never forget the first time i was just like i can't breathe by the end of it and then like i was able to breathe and then it happened like again and then there was a third time maybe that it happened but by then i had learned how to protect myself from such individuals when they came knocking on my door trying to take away my energy through whatever the hell they were doing to me um yeah basically i figured it out and i scared the shit out of it and it never came back and when did it come back it came back when i was at death's door which is not cool you should not take advantage when of someone when they are dying and they are weak and they cannot even defend themselves to wipe their ass and yet here you come yeah yeah what the hell is that huh we don't know a lot here at 4.5 baby we don't deal with that around here at 4.5 okay okay like you might be up there at 5.0 and kissing Jehovah's asshole <laughs> But we don't do here that at 4.5. Thank you very much. Okay. So as I was saying, the most recent experience was. Thank you. Putting up my water. Thank you. The most recent experience was. After I had returned from New Orleans this past Halloween. 
And it's not something that I had expected at all. But, you know, there are several reasons why I believe people would be privy to experiencing certain types of things. Still doing good. Uh, experiencing certain types of things um, that others don't readily experience. Other than the fact that people are just so distracted, they don't really experience it because they don't think they do. Like, there's no room in their perception or their bubble of things because they already got so many things going on. And this is just not something that's in even their peripheral. That it's not something that they would ever really experience. They may experience one or two things. Maybe they're one of those people that experiences something that's just, like, so out there and so vivid and outlandish and they're like oh my god i experienced this and i'll never forget it and they can tell you this craziest story for the rest of their life but for the rest of their life it's just banking and taking care of the children and taking care of mom before she dies and all that stuff like that and that is the experience that they have some people however experience things more frequently than others like when you have little children running up and down your stairs sometimes jumping on top of your bed you don't really know why but someone had told me recently that they had seen like um a dark shadow that wouldn't go away and they were having an argument with it not verbally or uh, vocally, obviously, but they were indeed engaged in uh, some type of acknowledgement. And then later on, there were other things that happened. And, you know, just things so that's and I only use that as an example anonymously uh, to say how, yes, I do believe that there are other forces out there that are malignant, even though I don't that don't believe that they are as powerful as the source from whence I came. You know what I mean? And so, like, yeah, there's a lot of light power here. And, um, you know, so... When it comes to things like Satanism, when it comes to things like... Uh, the practice and the belief of it, the worship of it, like, you know, you had, you, you had Crowley, who is, um, Alistair, um, and you have Anton LaVey, who is also another priest or preacher, or the high preacher, the creator, um, and student of Crowley also, who was involved in that. You have Marilyn Manson, who was also a priest of the Satanic Church. You know, these things are real, you know, and that's what I'm talking about. And so growing up, you know, I think a lot of us experienced the whole religious type of God, Jesus, Satan, unless your parents were already like free of that and they were already on another level to where they didn't depend on religion as a tool to be spiritual or they are just more scientific and were more concerned with, you know, tangible and empirical as opposed to faith or magical you know, like, you were probably exposed to, like, Christian ideas or, um, you know, uh, Islamic or Muslim or Judaic, uh, s something like that. Some, some, those are usually the generals, you know, even, even, even when you talk about things like Mormon, 
you know, it's still it's still derived from something of the past Christian, since I guess Mormon is the future Christian. I don't know. I guess I would consider Mormons the future Christians, since like Armageddon hasn't even arrived, according to them, apparently. But I'm not criticizing because I've had several Mormon friends and lovers and they've all been very good people and God bless them. And um, so as I was saying here on the experience, like, you know, um, hold on, because, okay, we're going to stay live on YouTube. Um, Senor Anchor, I'm probably going to cut you off for a sec because uh, unfortunately... We are only able to record for 40 minutes. No, wait. I think it's an hour. It might be 40 minutes. And if it is, we're four seconds shy. That's three, two, one, 40. It looks like it's still recording. So maybe I can record for an hour. I don't know. It's going to be so jealous. You guys are going to be so jealous in podcast land. Because if you weren't tuned into my YouTube page for this simulcast rendition of the experience on february 12th friday because we're hanging out on a friday evening then you missed out on all the fun too bad so sad only this person here who is with me now will know the joy of hanging out with me on a friday evening from top to bottom some people they just bailed on me i was like the instant i started talking politics they left i was like gah well, whatever. Anyways, okay. So, Satanism. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting topic to talk about because my parents used to say, Miho, the world is ruled by the devil. And Miho, Satan rules the world, Miho. Miho, it's evil, Miho. Miho, not even my chunkla can kill it, miho. Miho, it's evil. Miho, the world. You can't do nothing in the world. Don't be part of the world, miho. It's Satan, miho. Miho, it's Satan. Anyways, so that's the way it was with me and my family. And so whenever I came to find out that most of the people in these industries, most of the people that entertain me most of the people i listen to most of the people who may are involved in government a lot of people involved in the arts a lot of people involved in you know fashion industry they're all satanists drag queens are satanists uh you know like so when mom says miho, Satanists rule the world, you can't be in the world. I'm like, damn it, Ma. Why do you always have to be right? And like, I can't fucking go and do it. Like, I cannot. I told my mom, I was like, Mom. <laughs> and she's like, What's that? And I was like, Mom, mom, mommy, mom, wait, sorry, I'm testing the mic on this thing. If y'all are like, what is he doing? Mom, I don't know if it's, I hope, I hope this thing's been picking up. Hey, you tell me if it's been picking up. I don't know. I just, I'm just, I've been gabbing on this whole time. Anyways, so 
I was like, hey, mom. And she's like, what, son? And I was like, mom, I could never be a rock star. And I was like, mom, I could never be an actor in Hollywood. And she was like, but <laughs> despite the fact that she was like, you're never going to be that anyway, son. <laughs> Despite that fact, my mom was like, why not, son? (laughs) I was like, because, mom, I will never sacrifice my my child to Satan. Or no, 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 no. I was like, because, mom, I will never sell my soul. And she was like, what do you mean, mijo? And I was was like, mom, I was like, because... They're all devil worshippers. I was like, if I ha- if I want to be famous in Hollywood, or if I want to win a Grammy, if I want to be a rock star, I have to fucking sell my soul to the devil. Like, literally, like, I have to, like, give them something, or I have to do something, or I have to do something. And there has to be record of that something being done. And that's the only way that you're in, because then they know that you will worship Satan, the devil, and the government. <laughs> You will be part of society, society, when all your drunk is on champagne, society, society, go see the movie Society, it's on HBO or or maybe Prime, I think it's HBO, go watch Society because I was like, this. it was kind of like a... It was kind of like a Wicker Man moment, which I guess, I guess, I guess fucking, what is that guy's name? John, John Cage or, you know who I'm talking about. The the guy from, you know, fucking uh, City of Angels. Like, I guess, I guess he ruined it for everyone because they recreated the movie. I've never seen the recreation, but I heard that this movie has been recreated and um i guess he ruined it uh because uh i don't feel like there's a lot of good response whenever i talk about the movie the wicker man but the wicker man the original 1970s movie and if you're a 90s child and you happen to like techno and you happen to like electronica music and you know you're kind of into house and stuff like that then you might have known who the sneaker pimps were because the sneaker pimps who actually broke into, you know, the top 40 crowd, like, had a song called How Do off of their album Beyond X, 1996. And that album, that song How Do, oh god, I loved it. I remember being, like, 13 or 14, maybe, and having this album. I might have been 13 or 14, maybe 12, 12, 13, 14. Whatever, however I was, I think Okay, let's let's backtrack. <laughs> I'm all 13 83 93 ah! 10 13. Okay, so yeah, so I might have been 13 or 14 when I had this album and um love the song How Do 
great song. So then I'm holed up watching Netflix during this pandemic and、uh, Pedoflix. And The Wicker Man is on it, and it's the 1970s version. I'm going to watch it, and because the only reason why I watched the movie is because the whole premise of the movie was、um, the whole premise of the movie was Scottish cop goes to Ireland when reports of missing children come to you know, the main police station. So I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. This sounds interesting. I mean, this sounds like in the path of things, you know, missing children. So let's go see what's up. Because, you know, since doing the whole save the children thing, talking with people on the streets, people being aware of it, people knowing, and, and it not just being a conspiracy theory, but people know kids get picked up on the south side of San Antonio. Okay, Joaquin Castro. So go ahead and take care of it, buddy. And all of you other people should be taking care of this bullshit. It shouldn't. Not be happening here, anyways. Okay, moving right along, we'll get to that. But going back to oh, because this is so much more important. Talking about this is so much more important than talking about child sex trafficking or human trafficking. Let me tell you what we have to talk about the wicker man so you can be cultured to what these human sex traffickers and sex traffickers and these child sex traffickers are doing. Okay, so in the movie, the wicker man. <laughs> In the 1970s version, you know, like,、um, I remember, like, I'm gonna put it on, you know, and I generally, you know, like, <sighs> I'm sure I talked about it in a previous episode. God, why do I always have to preface myself? Daddy always said an ounce of pretension's worth a pound of manure. Okay, so, like, <sighs> analyzing nonstop, right? So I'm like, whatever. Something said, watch this movie, children are disappearing. Cops. So I watch the movie and I'm cleaning up around my room and I'm putting things away. And it's like, it's in the 70s movie. So it's one of those intros where it's like all of the ending credits come at the beginning of the movie. And there's this song and it's like flying through the sky and it's credits, 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 credits. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I was like, I feel like this movie's not gonna start until I come in front of the screen. So eventually I come in front of the screen and the movie starts. And there's like an island, and this cop goes in there and he's walking around. It's a very weird movie. Like the people there are weird. They all sing songs. They're weird. Like they're Joe Biden weird. They're creepy weird. They're like, ooh, ooh, creepy. They're just weird. Like they're weird. And the songs that they sing, it's not like this is a musical. You know, like Wicker Man is not a musical. He's on an island in Scotland where these people just so happen to bust out into musicals. A few times a day, you know, like that's just what they do. You know, you can go into the bar and they start singing about the barkeeps, Fraulein, or something like that. I don't know, not Fraulein, obviously, they're, they're Scottish, not German. I apologize, but that's the way the movie goes the entire way through.、Um, I didn't know who this guy was, but I'd seen him before and I'd heard his name before. Now, if you've ever seen the movie Gremlins 2. Which is my favorite one,、um, which I saw in theaters. Thank you very much.、Um, 
Christopher Lee is in it, and he plays the um, he plays the uh, mad scientist down in the lab where they make all the gremlins, like you know, they make the electric gremlin, they make the shemale gremlin, they make the Batman gremlin, they make the vegetable gremlin, they make the spider spike gremlin, like all that stuff. Like he's that's that guy, that's Christopher Lee. So he's in that movie, and you know, he plays basically, I guess, like the leader of the town the mayor, the town head, whatever. And so that's pretty interesting. And like, um, it made me think about a few things, but one thing for sure is it made me think that this is something that people believe in elite circles, in Hollywood circles, in um, those types of circles. This is something people believe. This is something that they practice. This is something that they're sharing with us. This is something that's real. I was like, this is something that people really believe. This is something that people really do. And what if the people that really do these things and the people that really believe these things are those people in Hollywood or in, in, in global elite circles or in banking circles or finance or what? Ever. Political leadership, government leadership. What if these people that were watching this movie are doing things that people who are in those circles also believe and do and perform, right? That's what I was thinking, like, oh my god, like this is crazy. Like something about this is real, like this is real, like this is real, isn't it? And so I'm watching the movie, and then at the very end, you know, the wicker man is this giant, you know, like wooden wicker like man that they stuff a human inside and sacrifice that my friends (laughs) that still happens to this day it's called burning man and it happens out in the deserts of the united states in the west and every summer they have a burning man show and that's exactly what that was when i saw that i was like that's burning man i was like burning man happens every year this is real like this is real this is real this is real And I have heard accounts and stories of people going to Burning Man, being approached by people who talk to them about, you know, rituals or magic or Satanism or spirituality and doing certain things and stuff like that. And that, my friends, is the bona fide truth. And that happens in the deserts of the United States a certain time of year in the summer or spring burning man happens and that's what happened in the wicker man that's exactly what happened in the wicker man so i was like there is some truth to this there has to be some truth to this. something telling me in my bone my spidey my spidey sense is telling me this is real okay and um another thing that happens too with the wicker man experience is um you know, they play music. It's like they dance and they sing. It's a musical sometimes. Like they, they just break out into these weird songs. Like there's this moment where the, the little boys, they break out into this like pseudo sexual song about sex. And, and it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. <coughs> and so what do you call it? Um, they, there's this, there's this, festival going on and it's a march through town and they play this song and i'm like this song this song i have heard this song before like why do i know this song why tell me why 
I'm not talking about Backstreet Boys. I'm like, tell me why? 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 I'm talking more like why a la Sally fucking feels, not fucking Backstreet Boys. I'm like, tell me why? <laughs> why am I watching a movie about pagan, bloodthirsty fucking pagans who sacrifice to the devil or whatever it is? Why am I watching a movie about this and I hear a song that I know about that they're using, that they they are using this song in their ritual. And if, if I'm feeling in my bone chill core that this is the real deal and I'm watching uh, someone tell us about the reality of their life and I'm watching it on film and whether they're pro- portraying it as fiction or I'm reading into things, these people are telling me this is what they believe and this is what they do and it's a it's like slapping me in the face and saying, uh, we do this, ha 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 ha. Well, why do I know this song that happens within this real thing that you people say is real? Because apparently that's what my bone is telling me, that like that's what my gut is saying, my gut, my spidey sense is saying, this is real. This is real, Michael. You're watching something for real. Like, this is the Wicker Man, the movie, 1970s, but this is real shit. Like, people really do this shit. And some of these people are in places of power or in Hollywood or something, Michael. And I was like, okay, why do I know this song? (laughs) So the song ends up being from this band that I love. Oh, love. Love, 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 love. We're talking about one of those bands that you were introduced to late in life that you are enamored of and you love and they they are there for you and they touch moments of your life that nothing else could describe what it could be like if it were not for this song being at that point in the soundtrack of your life like you could not describe i could not describe this moment without this song like that kind of music like the music that's just like like you like it's like you like and you love what you love and you love what you like but when it comes to this it's like you don't just like or love it. Like it's this other level of reverence and respect that goes above anything else because everyone has that person in their life if they're really into music and appreciate cr- the craftsmanship of musician and the feel and the vibe of music. Everyone has that point. Everyone has that point. Well, that point and maybe 20 more levels up is this fucking like these musicians like these people like these people and i i really do feel like if your people who are like that were were told about these people they'd be like oh yeah we know who they are and when i heard their song being played by them from the wicker man i was like I was like, well, I was like, well, Lisa Gerard did go run off with the Hollywood crowd and she did kind of, you know, score the movie Gladiator. She's beautiful for 60. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, Lisa, you're probably not 60 or probably 50. But man, do you look like you 30. And my heart broke. Like, my heart's still broken about that. Like, you don't understand how crushed I am. You don't understand how crushed I am that one of two, or maybe both of them, because uh, 
Lisa Gerard worked with uh, Brandon Fraser. Sorry, Brandon Perry. <laughs> Brandon Perry, not Brandon Fraser. She did not work with. Lisa Gerard did not work with Encino Man, I promise you. Um, Brendan Perry um, in this band called Dead Can Dance. And so I was introduced to Dead Can Dance long about God, 2000. It must have been about 99 or 2000. 2000? Latest 2001. And uh, they were pretty much already disbanded. Like, they were like, oh, we're doing some live albums and we're doing some, like, um, uh, what's the word? They're doing uh, not just live albums, but they're doing, like, best of type of gigs and stuff like that. So I was like, ah, okay, cool, 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 cool. And, um, man, did I fall in love with their music. Like, they are just, like, Lisa Gerard, her voice, like, she has the most beautiful voice and the most capable voice. I would put Lisa Gerard's voice up against anybody's voice. Like, you think of anyone who is the best singer that you could think of. And I would put Lisa Gerard up against her or him. I don't care. If you haven't heard Lisa Gerard's voice, like, and I mean body of work, not just one song. Like, if you haven't heard her voice, you don't know. I would put her up against that chick that uh, sang with Andre Bocelli. If you want to talk like classical or if you want to talk like, you know, I would put her up against, uh, I would put her up against, um, that chick from Into the Woods, what was her name? Um, Bernadette Peters. Stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, I would put her up against people. I would put her up against, like, if you want to talk about, like, a Scottish singer or something. I, I, Lirina McKennett. Put her up against her. Oh, easy. All day long, honey mama. I would put her up against Beyonce. Because uh, Beyonce does not have her range at all. Like, um, Lisa Gerard has a pretty crazy range and let me tell you what so when i found out about those two um cavorting and even though that films from the 1970s and the song um that dead can dance had made this one for uh they made a song that was basically it was the music of this um scottish pagan hymn that they used during the ceremony and uh dead can dance used that hymn track the music they they played it they played the song they sang a song to it the title of the song was return of the she king and uh it's a oh, man it's a good it's a good song but it, it does drive chills to my bone and um I kind of like drove a connection between uh, Dead Can Dance and the pagan um, conspiracy that is going on amongst the Hollywood elite scene, the uh, polit political and government scene, politicians and stuff like that. So I feel like they, or at least Lisa Gerard, has a major involvement in that because the Brendan Perry, he has released a lot of songs 
in Dead Can Dance, so it's a two it's two people, but they have a band that's that's interchangeable. All the pieces, it's like an orchestra sometimes, almost. Um, he has songs of redemption in regards to children, like the song "Children of the Sun." You know, and that song is very telling too. And I, I couldn't believe I had the opportunity to go see them. That was amazing. Like they had basically disbanded, and then they got back together around I don't know twelve, ten, eleven, nine, eight, somewhere in there. They got back together. They put out an album, and they still are now currently putting out albums and touring. And when they came to Texas. It sold out. Like, the show sold out. It was sold out. I was like, meh! And I had to work anyways. And then I went on Craigslist and I found a ticket. And I took a chance and I bought the ticket and I called into work. And I said, I'm sick. And I went to go see fucking Dead Can Dance for my birthday. Because it was like a day or two before my birthday. And I was like, how am I not going to go see fucking Dead Can Dance? I was like, I'm going to go see fucking Dead Can Dance. Like, all my friends are going to be there. Like, it was in Austin, Texas. And all my friends from San Antonio, my hometown, were going to go. Because these are the people that tried and true they were my brood when it came to like fucking music like dead can dance and stuff like that and i knew i just it was who would miss that event you know um it was sold out i mean it was amazing and the seats were really good i got to sit next to a very cute boy but um man i tell you what like when there was rumor about when there was rumor about all of the human trafficking operations being shut down like there was an active movement in the government to go after human traffickers to go after child sex trafficking rings to do all of that to just like go after it when that happened, there was also a rumor that there was a shortage of adrenochrome, which was another byproduct of the human trafficking business or industry. Adrenochrome is another byproduct of it. And um, some of the side effects of adrenochrome withdrawal included like aging effects um, you know, stuff like that, like, you know, emaciation kind of looking and just it, 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 everything that it helped to create, it destroyed. And so you could look at pictures of like Helen Hunt, beautiful as a day. And within six months, she looks like she's almost 70 and like really showing it like where did all this come from? You know, like you were just fair skinned and doe eyed six months ago. And now you're like, even a year later, that's dramatic of a change to go from like, you look like 20 year old complexion to like, you are aged and sagging and you have, you know, like, you know, liver marks and stuff like that. Um, that happened to Lisa Gerard. When I saw her, she was beautiful. Like, she walked out regal. She walked out very regal. 
in like um a um a gown that um went up to her bust line and her shoulders were bare and her neck and her clavicles were bare and she had a cape also that flowed behind her and she had uh it looked like to me it could have been a crown or a tiara i don't remember what it was but it was there she was beautiful she was gorgeous woman of like 50 something like that well she toured and they toured her and brendan and brendan he looks just like an aged old garbage pill kid like cabbage pad kid like brendan looks like an older man you know like brendan is a good man and um Lisa, I saw pictures of her on tour around the time when this adrenochrome scare was happening, like this, the adrenochrome uh, dry, like when they were running out of the product. She, she quite frankly looked like fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula from the 1994 movie the old man that was walking around with like the the white wig and the red gown like she looked like him she went from this beautiful gorgeous regal 50 year old vixen who probably looked like she was in her like a cougar you know what i mean like she looked ah like if that was your woman you know to this like oh nosferatu aged skexies old man it was just terrible so I kind of put the two and two together there, you know. But there was a big concern about that um, amongst the celebrity crowd and things of that nature. But we, we can get into that another time. I think, I think the liberty I've taken in venturing forth into this whole like type of discussion is just more than I had intended. But good nonetheless. Um, I think we'll call it there. But it's been a great time speaking with all of you tonight at The Experience with Michael Aaron Custer. I hope you tune in to us again another time. Um, live cast with us sometime. You know, hop on in. I don't know. I'll figure out to do a live more meticulous than this at some point. Because, you know, sometimes it just does get a little boring talking to myself. But visit theexperiencepodcast.wordpress.com. Visit the root of many returns.com and qandayholespodcast.com and there is always more content for those who want it so have a great night till then we will see you next time Mm-hmm. <sighs>